This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. This is a question for all women. Why can't y'all just enjoy, like, TV and shit? Why can't y'all just sit down and chill the fuck out? Why, why do women have to have, like, 18 fucking projects they're working on? They're going to places like Ryan's or KFC or some shit like that. That was big time for us. It was, like, nights we were too tired to cook for us. Listen asshole who came from the fucking suburbs in the rich part of town <laughs> and wanted to hang out with us poor kids because you were doing like a fucking human Ryan's interest story. Was, Ryan's. If you guys were doing so much meth, maybe you guys would have gotten robbed. Could y'all go ahead and ring these customers up so I could rob you, please? <laughs> Jesus. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so when me and my wife finally decided to buy a house instead of rent, one of us knew exactly what they wanted. This person envisioned the perfect neighborhood with other kids Christopher's age to play with, great schools, and hopefully even a fenced-in yard for the dog. The other person was me, and to say I was going to be flexible on this would be a vast understatement. Now, I wasn't even on board with buying a house in the first place. Nikki had to convince me of that. And then when I got got on board with buying a house, we set off on the task of finding the perfect one. But one of the things they don't tell you about is the Goldilocks principle when it comes to buying real estate. There are tons and tons and tons of houses to look at when you go to buy. And back in 2006, there were definitely tons of them. But the Goldilocks principle says two out of every three of these houses you look at will be okay, but there will be glaring issues with them, like water damage, a leaky roof, a body buried in the basement they just found, the usual stuff. And then there's that magical third house that will be just right, mostly. Well, we started out looking at these houses with our real estate agent, Grady, and my wife would turn her nose up at the neighborhood before we even pulled into some of these houses. As soon as she would see the yards that weren't taken care of or something minor like a car up on blocks in someone's front yard, she'd tell Grady, turn around, this isn't the house, we're not even going to buy here. Or we'd walk into a house and we would do the hallway test. And for us, the hallway test meant can two full-size adults walk down the hallway shoulder to shoulder and not have to turn side to side? So many houses failed this test when we were looking for one. They would fall prey to the Goldilocks principle, the bad yard test, and then the hallway test. It started to feel hopeless, and eventually our ever-patient real estate agent Grady got so annoyed he told us, maybe you guys should go see some of these houses on your own before we drive out there and have a look, which is exactly what we started to do. And at this point, Nikki is still in hog heaven, getting to look at houses, pick out the place our family was going to live for the rest of our lives. And by the time Grady told us to stop wasting our time, I had soured on the entire thing. I was ready to buy four fucking walls and a roof and make it ours. I was ready to buy one of the almost right houses. Luckily for our family, Nikki absolutely never wavered. And this led to arguments. Now, you have to keep in mind, this is before everybody had a GPS on their smartphone back around 2006, so we'd have to print out MapQuest directions. And as married people do, we would end up arguing about directions and arguing about where to live. It was a really happy time for Team Smith, let me tell you. So one day, we're off on one of these house hunting expeditions, and we're having one of those map quest direction following ceremonies, and anyone who's had to follow those directions know that they're only correct about a third of the time, and the other times you can end up taking a wrong turn and ending up in Canada. 
So we're following these directions one day and we're going about 50 miles an hour when I see one of those warning signs for the road that's coming up that we have to turn on. I tell Nikki, be prepared to turn right pretty soon. Like a good navigator supposed to, I'm sitting in the passenger seat. I got the map, map quest directions in front of me, but we'd been arguing earlier in the day so Nikki doesn't hear me. When all of a sudden the road comes up out of nowhere on the right, like I said, we're going about 50 miles an hour. And I tell Nikki, turn here. Thinking she'd heard me beforehand, I didn't think anything of it, but Nikki whips the car to the right. And suddenly, our little Dodge Stratus goes from a house-hunting family sedan to a bloodthirsty golden missile in the blink of an eye. Now, this wouldn't have been a problem except for the Toyota filled with a sweet elderly elderly couple sitting in that intersection waiting to make a left. And for a second, we were face-to-face with this elderly couple. They're probably on the way to see their grandkids or go hang out at the store, go to the farmer's market or hold hands in the park. And we were getting ready to completely change their afternoon. Luckily for us, our car clears them and we make our right hand turn and suddenly we're in the lane. Everything's going to be fine. But no, our car fishtails for a second. And suddenly we're not arguing about MapQuest directions anymore. We're not arguing about where we're going to live. We're not arguing about anything. Shit has gone out of control and it has just gotten real. In a second, the car corrects itself, and we get on down the road, and we just kind of sat in silence for a few minutes. And eventually, we found the house we were looking for, and it was one of the ones that wasn't quite right. And I'm sure the old couple got to their grandkids' house that day or wherever they were going, but I can't help but believe that both of us will always remember that afternoon. Hey guys, welcome back to another week And Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. We just dropped another episode of Patreon-exclusive content, so go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder and get your extra show today. Also, thank you very much to Shane Kelly for becoming our newest patron. You're a badass. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter Family. Now, Potter Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Dirty Pop Podcast, the Next Fan Up Podcast, and the Raider Lost Commentary Podcast. And this week on episode 159, we're going to start out talking about KFC and the fact that apparently in Britain, buckets of chicken is very fucking important. And then later on, we're going to talk about a really bad dog that I had for a little while that would literally run anytime he had the opportunity. And we're also going to have a preview of our special episode coming up next week by our special guest, Songbird Wren. So check it out. We'll be right back. Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Okay, we're recording. Here's a question for you. Have you ever been to a restaurant where they've run out of something? Uh, Where you've gone to order something? I, I have gone to a restaurant, and they didn't have what I ordered ready yet. Like, what do you mean? They didn't have what you... I went to Longhorn and I wanted to get the prime rib, but it was too early in the day because prime rib takes like six hours to cook. Okay, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like going to McDonald's and them saying, listen, we have no burger patties whatsoever at all. 
I'm None. Not, no quarter pounder patties. No not big that mac I patties. I recall, but I hear the whole United Kingdom is out of chicken. That's exactly what I was getting at. Um, I saw the story this week, and I got to be honest with you. For me, chicken not nearly as important as it used to be. No, I don't eat a lot of chicken. I eat chicken at home. I, yeah, I'll make a chicken breast at home and sit down and actually like go through the whole process. But going to get a bucket of chicken, like as a kid, this was – it was kind of like a five-star dining experience for us as kids because you'd go in and back in the day, KFC had the hot bar really? and shit. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. My, my family would go to shit like McDonald's and shit like that for the drive through window. But going to places like Ryan's or KFC or some shit like that, that was big time for us. It was like nights we were too tired to cook for us. Listen, asshole who came from the fucking suburbs in the rich part of town <laughs> and wanted to hang out with us poor kids because you were doing like a fucking human Ryan's interest was, story. Ryan's was horrible. Dude, shut your mouth. Ryan's was not horrible. The only Ryan's- good thing about Ryan's was the ice cream machine at the end. <laughs> no, there was a few good things about Ryan's. Number one, you could get as much of the cookies and all that shit if you uh, wanted. Cookies were stale. Sometimes the cookies were stale. If you could catch them right when they put them out, that shit was like heaven sent. There was, I mean, there was stuff at Ryan's that was probably good that your parents didn't let you order because you were basically commanded when you got there. We're getting the food bar. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. They have steak, like good steaks up there. Those are like... Like, roast beef cut the steaks over there. <laughs> Pretty much from the time I started going to Ryan's, all the way up until the time I stopped going to Ryan's, I had no idea they had a menu. Okay? Yeah, they have a menu. <laughs> I had it's, no idea there was shit on that menu. How did you miss it? It's up above where you pay. No, as a kid, we were told, don't look at that. We're just getting the bar, baby. <laughs> don't look at Shane, don't look at that. See, we're you were the obedient. I was all like, but they have, like, T-bones up there and stuff. Like, seriously. My dad would be like, hey, hey, they got baked potatoes out here on the bar, okay? We'll go out here and get a baked potato. Day, dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get the fucking macaroni and cheese that you had to like <laughs> carve out of the thing because it was so fucking. You got to dig down to the good fresh macaroni and cheese that's buried under the crusty macaroni. Yeah, and you cheese. have the fucking hard crust on the top of it. But going to a place like KFC, that was big time for us, dude. You go up there, they had mashed potatoes and gravy on command. <sighs> the gravy was so bad, dude. I still like the KFC gravy. It's it's a it's so a guilty powdered. pleasure from time to time, dude. It's fucking gross. It's not good gravy They're, whatsoever. Their mashed potatoes are even worse than their gravy. What? Their mashed potatoes are even worse than the gravy. Oh, they're god awful. It's uh, it's god awful. Absolutely god awful what they have going on. Grout. Yeah, exactly. Building. You could you could fucking stop a leak with it and shit like that if you get enough of it in there. But anyway, KFC apparently in Britain people fucking apparently love they chicken. take chicken seriously because they have something dramatic music that starts playing <laughs> when you mention chicken in England. KFC closed over 900 locations, and basically what it came down to is their shipping, uh, their shipping department. They sh- switched over to a new company, and it just didn't get the chicken there on time. And some of the stuff I read was like quotes by people from Britain going, "You know, I'm no manager or anything like that <laughs> at a KFC, but typically my morning would start with, so how much chicken do we have? Oh, we don't have that much. Let's go ahead and get some in here. Let's go ahead and order some. But apparently 900 different locations do, did not follow this. I do have a ch- KFC. Sorry, KFC story. Um, I went to a KFC once and I was tired. And like It had been a long day at work. And I was just wanting some chicken and go home. And I think I'm 99% sure they were smoking meth in the back. What? Uh, I am. Because like people would disappear and nothing was happening. Like The crowd was just building and building. We'd all put our orders in and there was just no food coming. But people kept dipping to the back and they were all acting fucked up. Yeah, I won't go back to that KFC. I eventually got my chicken, but it was like a serious 45-minute process. Hold on. What if they were being robbed during this whole process? They weren't being robbed because they weren't making no kind of money, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys weren't doing so much meth, maybe you guys would have gotten robbed. Could y'all go ahead and ring these customers up so I can rob you, please? (laughs) Jesus. 
Dude, I'm serious. What if somebody back there had them at gunpoint and he was letting one person go at a time? I'm to sure go to somebody the front? pretty much was back there loading up a meth pipe and they were <laughs> going back there because they were all just discombobulated and like they were just talking to you weird. It was just a weird experience, man. Well, you and I both have worked in fast food kitchens a few different times. Yeah, I would hate to be on meth in a fast food kitchen. That'd be horrible. I could never imagine doing anything like that at, at a fast food kitchen. Yeah, high weed. Maybe that's about the only thing I could imagine doing because that is some of the shittiest, most stressful work that you'll ever do when it's really, really busy and you smell like grease and you feel like grease and everything is gross. I just, ugh, yeah. ugh. Just I don't like, I could never work at a KFC. That's so much grease. Dude, I've done KFC maybe once in the past two years, but people from Britain lost their mind. They started a hashtag on Twitter, KFC crisis. Um, I do like their minis, their little sandwich things they put on a hot dog bun. Basically, um, just a chicken tender and a second. <laughs> but it's good. I, I, I got to be honest and say the only thing I ever had happen nearly as close to this that, that was as stupid as KFC running out of uh, chicken was one time on, when I worked at Checkers, we had been open for like three months. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to the audience for that. There's going to be a lot of meowing. For your annoying ass cat. That's, he's uh, really wound up this week. I don't know what his deal is. Maybe it's because he's fat, dude. It's like waking me up in the middle of night meowing at me just to pet him. <laughs> I'm locking his ass out of my room. <laughs> your cat is fucking. Your cat has fucking anxiety issues and shit. And no, it's cuddle. not even like he's anxious about it. He's just like, hey, hey. Speaking of anxious, let's take a break from fucking KFC for a second here. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Like, hey, a, I know you're doing something. Like hey, a toddler. Hey, pet me, toddler. That's basically what you have. And then you I have pet a him for toddler. a minute, thinner, that'll shut him up. And no, he's meowing while I pet him. Like ah. Like he's all happy meows. Like, yeah, rub it right there, bitch. Does he, does he run off a few feet and then turn around and meow at you? Yes, he does that too. Like yeah. right out of reach. Like, why aren't you petting me? Because yeah. you ran out of reach, hey, you son um, of a if bitch. If you could come over here and pet me where I want to be petted, that'd be great. Yesterday, I get home and my wife had prepared me. Nikki prepares me earlier in the week and says, hey, we're going to be babysitting Cindy and Fong's dog. It's a, it's a little dog. I was waiting for kids. Of course, it's a dog. No, no, no. We're going to be baby. Their kids, her kids are old enough now where pretty much they can entertain themselves. They'll follow us around and we do shit with them and stuff like that. They're not young anymore where it's like, what the fuck do we do with these kids? But we're going to be uh, babysitting this dog. Now, they tell me, Christopher tells me, this is his account of the dog when I first hear about it. They've got this dog that stays in a kennel a lot of times when it's over there and it yips and yaps all the time. That was Christopher's account of the dog. Probably way more honest than your wife's. He goes, the dog is really, really hyper. Okay. Dog's really, really hyper. Nikki tells me, I'm over there. This dog loves my mom. She started crying when my mom left the house. She's so cute and she's so little. I think she'll get along with our dogs just fine. So she's told me this a couple times. She went over to visit the dog, tells me we're going to babysit the dog. I get home on Friday. I've been feeling like shit all week long. Sick as fuck. Show I'm going to go Friday. ahead and say that I believe Christopher way more than Nikki. So let me, let me tell you what happens when I get home. I get home. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Okay. Walk in, there's this little dog. When I say a little dog, I'm talking this dog is like this long. And I've got my fingers, audience, I've got my fingers about about a foot apart. This dog is a year old. This isn't a puppy. This is a full-grown fucking dog. It's a a wiener dog mixed with something else. It's the littlest, most crazy-looking dog that I'd ever seen. But when I get home, it's acting normal. It's acting fine. Everything's good. It's a good start. Until it goes outside. And then it dips under a part of our fence and just disappears. Y'all lost the dog on the first day. The fir- not the first day. <laughs> Within the first hour of having the dog at the house. This dog escaped the yard. I like never let y'all ba- babysit a pet. Oh, no. Hold on. The story gets way better, okay? So we find the dog. Everything's fine. We find the dog. It's up in somebody else's yard behind us. Go up there, and Nikki gets the dog, brings it back home. Everything's fine. 
As soon as she gets in the car, the dog just yips and yaps. Just barking, yapping, being annoying as absolute fuck. So she gets home. She says, we got to fix the fence. On the back of our fence, we got a fence where there's like a spot where the dog could get under. No big deal. We go in and we fix it. We put some stuff down to try and keep the dog in. Let the dog go back out. I honestly don't know about weird dogs. Goes right the fuck out the dog out the door <laughs> again. Goes right out from. We had yeah. put chicken wire. Up. The dog looks at the chicken wire, sticks its head under the chicken wire. Yeah. Wiener dogs are like Houdini. So Remember, I used to have wiener dogs. I know a fucking rowdy and um, Oscar. Oscar. So with this dog, we spend the next forty-five minutes. This is not a joke. Unrolling chicken wire that we had in the basement that we were going to use for ch- Christmas decorations. Unrolling this chicken wire, trying to get a fucking fence and a barrier up between our yard and the next people's yard. Spend 45 minutes doing this. While we're doing it, we had the dog locked on the fucking porch. He's watching. Whole time. Yip, 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 bark, bark, barking, yapping. I looked at Nikki. I'm like, look, I like dogs. <laughs> I really like dogs. I let you talk me into us having four fucking dogs. I don't like this dog <laughs> at all. Okay. So we finally get everything fixed, spend 45 minutes. It is pitch black outside. Like I said, I felt like shit. I felt like I'm getting a cold all week long, but I'm out there helping roll chicken wire. Dogs yapping the whole time. We go back inside. Nikki sends her dad a text message. He goes, does this dog ever fucking shut up? Her dad goes, don't worry. Just bring it back home. We'll watch it for you guys. I was going to say, what? her parents live with your his, her Real dad old. doesn't get along with the dog. You know how her dad is. Keith doesn't have a lot of fucking. Keith doesn't get along with anybody. You know, no, he gets along fine with a lot of people. As long as you can be quiet when it's time to be quiet, Keith's fine with you. But if you got an opinion or you want to talk too loud, that's, that's when Keith has an issue. <laughs> it's <So>, your sentient. <laughs> it's a problem. So Nikki throws his little dog, Frankie, in her car, drives the 20 minutes over to her parents' house. The dog yips and yaps the entire time. Literally, as soon as the dog was out of the car, I get a text message from Nikki going, the dog yapped the entire fucking time I was in the car. The dog would not shut the fuck up, but the dog is gone. That's good. I just think it's funny that you guys were trying to wiener dog proof your fence because that's a that's a losing battle. Dude, we had chicken wire. We were throwing rocks on the chicken wire to hold it in place. And we had to sh- buy an electric fence. Dude, if that dog would have been there, that dog more than likely would have ended up tied up like Samson like you had Max that one time. <laughs> they get out of their collars. They have little heads. All right, I'll be honest with you guys. There's not a lot of dogs in the world that can get me to not like dogs, but congratulations, Frankie. You did it. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about how Kenny suspended my dog, Max, like Samson between two pillars in my basement just for making him chase him. Oh, yeah, right before that, before you get back to me and Kenny, we're going to have that special intro I talked about by our guest next week, Songbird Wren, so check it out. We'll be right back. After the Hello, Neverlanders. I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. As a young boy in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play, and Peter Pan remained one of his favorite stories throughout his life. He used to say that an adult was just a grown-up child, and he designed Disneyland to help that adult act like a child again. Well, that's what we do here in Neverland. This is where you never have to grow up. And so we'll talk about heroes like Spider-Man, He-Man, and others that taught us how to do what's right because right makes might. And we'll enjoy the simple pleasures of imagination, our greatest toy. We're like Saturday mornings all in one podcast. Every week on the Neverland Podcast, we'll sprinkle our pixie dust and fly to Disney and beyond. If you're good at something, never do it for free. 
What's up, guys? Have you ever wished that you could have extra now that I'm older? Well, now you can because this month we've kicked off our Patreon-exclusive content over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older with stuff like this. I mean, like, it's pretty well known that I'm, I'm down with everybody having their opinion, but I'll be goddamn if you're going to tell me I can't have my opinion. I'll That's slap you in your goddamn face. When you take a nap out of the equation, as a parent, you know that child is a hand grenade. I mean, yeah, you're an that. asshole, but that's when you engage with somebody. <laughs> like, oh, Shane's being an asshole about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie. Time to set his ass straight. Because it's not a Christmas movie. These are clips that only our Patreon subscribers get to hear. So head over to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. Sign up so you can get some extra now that I'm older in your life, too. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Do you like podcasts? Do you like listening to podcasts? Do you have ears? Do you like Justin and Chrissy? The That's our names. I know. We have a podcast. It's called So I Married a Movie Geek. Check out this clip where we talk Star Wars sex. Nerd! This is, I don't know how to explain this articulately, but the what quote unquote gives me lady boners as far as this goes is not a person and not like, especially not like a guy where, you know, like Harrison Ford or, or Luke or, you know, even if I swung the other way and said, ooh, Leia. What do you want? Two Ewoks like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> I mean, little double Ewoks. If I if if I were going to go that route, I would just go for Chewbacca. Like, why do I need two stacked on top of each other when I can have Chewbacca? So you like movies? Do you like good times? Check us out. We're so I married a movie geek at Movie Geekcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all those other things. We'll see you at the movies. Hundred and six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hi, this is Ren. You can find me on Twitter at SongbirdRen. But for now, listen to Now That I'm Older with Shane and Kenny. Or is it Kenny and Shane? <laughs> so let me go ahead and paint this picture. One day I come home from work. Speaking of dogs that get out of our yard, we have this dog, Max. And I've told you guys before with intro stories that you Max like that. Max was a dickhead about running away. Not only was Max a dickhead, Max was playing a game. And the game he was playing was, catch me, asshole. Yeah, come get me. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where he went, all he wanted you to do was fucking follow him. If you didn't follow him, he'd go in the front yard and sit there until you stuck your head out the door and said, hey, come on inside. So one day... I left, me and Nikki were out working or something like that, and Kenny happened to be home that day, and Max had gotten out of the backyard. Kenny had chased this dog across people's yards. Dude, I was all cut up. Across like a creek and shit. And like, because I was out there in scrub pants and no shirt, because it happened so fast, I didn't have time to get dressed. Didn't you have like the gate open or some shit like that accidentally? I don't know what he, somebody else had left the gate open, I let him out back. Okay. Just, he went straight to it, I was like, <laughs> As soon as he realized that gate was open, he was like, fuck you guys, I am fucking out he eventually walked right up to a stranger of course and i was like hold him hold him (laughs) every time you would chase max you would go into fucking fight or flight mode and it was you or max you felt like um what was that movie with liam neeson where you had to fight the wolves and shit like that on the mountain i don't know i I remember the previews but i never saw it so i don't remember it kind of was like that movie where it was like basically liam neeson and liam neeson versus the wolves yeah, Liam Neeson versus the Wolves. You guys know that movie. Um, but it was kind of like that sort of a thing where Max would just fucking start running. And then the the part of your head that's like, please don't let this little golden bastard get hit by a fucking car. Because he'll run right in traffic. Would just start chasing him. 
So you would chase this dog for miles. Well, Kenny chases him across, like, over the hills, through the woods, across a creek and shit, gets back to the house. When I get home, Kenny is sweaty and cut up and shit everywhere. Did I look like Jesus in Passion of the Christ? <laughs> he looked like the beating scene. was, like, scene. fat dripping out of the cuts. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. It was horrible. Kenny is yelling. He's all snappy with me and shit. Fucking dog out of the fucking yard. God damn it. Fucking Max. I'm Max like, was kind of like a kid. He was everybody's dog until he was bad. Yeah. Then he was somebody like, else's dog. <laughs> then he would, When he would run away and I would chase him, I would always tell Nikki, that your dog your got dog. out of the fucking yard today. <laughs> Christopher, your dog got out of the yard today, fucking asshole. So I get home and Kenny's all cut up and sweaty and nasty and shit like that. And I'm like, well, where, where's Max at? And he goes, out there. I go out in the garage. Kenny has Max tied between two, like the support posts in the basement. So he couldn't move. He basically had like an inch of give on both sides. Now, let me tell you guys, our dogs get premier treatment. Our dogs get the run of the backyard. They get the run of the house and shit like that. But Max was one of those dogs that was like, that's not enough. <laughs> no, I need you to chase me. I need at least an hour and a half of exercise, roughly every other day or so where you chase me wildly through the fucking neighborhood like a madman. And then when I come back to you, then I'll hang out in the backyard, but only for a day or two. You would catch him and he'd fake a limp. <laughs> like every time he'd fake a limp on the way home, and you're like, no, motherfucker, you were running like 50 miles an hour, like two seconds ago. Not only, and this wasn't when he was old or anything like that. Max was seven me. years you old. You can't spank me. I hurt my paw. <laughs> <laughs> I never spanked Max, but sometimes I'd put him on the steps. And beat the shit out of the step right above him. And he, <laughs> he was, was trying to fucking and he was basically like, mentally waterboard this dog. Yeah, because he would like he would react like you were beating his ass. And you're not even touching him. And it's just like Max would cry sometimes when I would bring him home, but only when people were watching. Uh-huh. Like I'd be walking, we'd be walking just fine, and every now and then he'd go to lay down, not because he was tired. He didn't even run that far sometimes. He would just fucking <laughs> get halfway across the neighborhood and be he'd like just go dead. He'd I'm just, too tired. I'm I'm going limp, so you have to drag me. Make you look like an asshole to the neighbors. Yeah. So that's literally how we felt chasing Frankie through the yard. I was like, dude, I got dogs that don't get out of the fucking yard. I, and for the record, I gave the dog water and some food, he but he could not move. He was tied to two separate poles from two different directions. And there was maybe an inch and a half. Kenny, Kenny was basically like, no, he's going to sit there on that whole, on that cold, hard concrete until he learns. Kenny basically was like, the only thing you have is freedom, and I'm taking every fucking bit of it from you, okay? I'm taking all I can that doesn't hurt your survival rate. I'm going to break you down, dog. And this is a dog that literally, no matter what you did to him, no matter if you beat the step above him, no matter if you tied him between posts, until we put an electric fence up, Max was a dog that got out of the fucking fence every time he wanted to. I asked the vet if we could cut his foot off, and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> you never... Don't, don't change his name to Toby. Don't don't talk about cutting my dog's foot off, dude. That's not okay, dude. That's not fucking all right. You would have been okay with it back then. It was annoying. So Ray about, almost killed himself chasing Max. <laughs> we told that story at one point. I think uh, in the very beginning, I told it as an intro story. But Ray, literally the first time my entire band came over to the house, we all practiced at my place, had the dog for, I don't know, maybe like two hours. The whole band comes over for practice that day. My singer opens the door. Hey guys, what's up? Leaves the front door open. Max sees his golden opportunity and his golden ass ran out the door. When you have a pet, you become very aware of how often people leave your door open. You become painfully aware aware of how often your door is not only open, but how long it's open. You start secure the door. You immediately go into, hey, close the door, close the door, close the door. The goddamn dog will get, God damn it, he's out. We had that conversation literally every time. We go out to chase this dog, and I'm, I, you guys remember the story. If you don't, go back and listen to it. But Ray running across the fucking neighborhood full speed 
looking at the dog. The dog is running. It's Max like, played him. It's like a slow motion Max, sort of thing. Max played his ass. Max went underneath something that was too tall. Max was basically <laughs> – Max was kind of like – Ray was trying to run a football pattern where he was trying to take the right angle to get to him. And Max was like, okay, cool. So Ray's looking at the dog as the dog's running hard, running as hard as he can. He goes under a mailbox. He goes under a mailbox. And Ray is staring at this dog and does not see the mailbox and bow right in his fucking chest, dude. It was like when um, Charlie Murphy kicked Rick James in the chest. <laughs> he was like, I think my blood, my uh, my chest might be filling up with blood. It was one of those kind of moments. And Max just ran away. It was like, ooh. <laughs> when you're watching it, you're like, ooh. Yeah, that's 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 my story. What about uh Oscar and Rowdy? How often did they get out of the backyard? Oh, all the time. They like they first would go under it, and then we put stuff on the bottom, and then they learned how to jump up on the fence and jump over it. I just it imagine really weird how to watch wiener dogs do that. See, this dog is too little to jump up and over anything. You it would was, think my dogs under. were too. They were little wiener dogs, but they were athletic as fuck for little wiener dogs. Like they would run. It was a picket fence, and they would run and jump on the beam. That all the, the, the fence posts were nailed to, and they right. balanced for just a second and then hop over. So we had to put the electric fence back far enough to where they couldn't run fast enough to get to it. <laughs> so and it was like immediate, too. I remember we put that fence up. It was immediate. And and, and Oscar was a follower. So if, if Rowdy didn't jump the fence, Oscar wouldn't jump the fence. But Rowdy had his name for a reason. Because Rowdy was Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we put the fence up, and we finally opened the little doggy door. <laughs> And not 30 seconds later, we hear, yeah. <laughs> we did that with Max when we put up the electric fence in the backyard. We spent a whole day, like, sweating, hot, angry. I'm sure you guys were, too, because putting up an electric fence fun. blows. Sweaty, hot, fucking hating ourselves the whole day. Finally get it up. I go on the other side of the fence, and I'm like, you know what, Max? This is just for you. We already had Turkish Invader. We had three dogs at the time. But they Turkish Invader, they fucking, they'd be in the backyard, but Max would be around the neighborhood. I'd get Turkish that call. front. Turkish, I can bring Turkish out in the front yard and tell him, Turkish, go back inside. Turkish is a good dog. And he'll go to the fucking front door. But <laughs> we get the fence up. I go on the other side of the fence. I'm like, come here, Max. Come here. And I wanted him to get close to the fence. Didn't somebody pee on it? No. Nobody peed on it. I thought somebody got shot. No. Not that I know of. I mean, there might have been somebody who never told me they, got, they peed on it. Or I maybe they Hamy, told you. I thought we dared somebody. I thought we dared Hammy or something. No. I don't remember daring anybody to pee on my electric fence. I would have told you no. I, I know what happens. I don't want any electricity anywhere near my, my penis. Oh. I don't want any electricity. I don't want a live wire or a connection to anything like that near me. That's not something that I want whatsoever. I saw a video of some girl that like tried to like pull her pants down and put her butt on the thing. And it shocked her, but that wasn't the funny part. They were like in a pasture. She fell face first in the cow poop. That sounds like it was planned, dude. That doesn't sound fucking random. No, dude, it wasn't planned because she was all crying and upset afterwards. It was hilarious. <laughs> she was I, mad upset. I can go on record and say I've never fallen in cow poo. I've never been in a cow pasture. I don't go anywhere where cow poo's around. Anything that can poop larger than, um, I'd say, the size of a Frisbee, I don't need to be involved in that. No. I don't need to be out in the pat. Like my, sister, my sister-in-law, Cindy, had you know at certain points she's had, she had goats, a vanity farm. chicken yeah the vanity farm <laughs> goats chickens fucking sheep dog like just the whole works and shit now they got a wiener dog and every time i go over there i'm just like i would never want this i wouldn't i mean i get the whole draw of like you know we want to live off the land and all that shit but as long as you got to have a real job you don't live off the land you ain't got enough time to live off the Dude, land that reminds me just recently i was i was upstairs in the actual household proper 
and uh, talking to the family. And I asked my grandmother, where were you at earlier today? I came home and come in here to check on you, and you weren't in here. And she was like, oh, I was out working in my garden. Got to weed it because, you know, garden ain't going to grow without weeds. and Got to make sure the food grows. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe 0.5% of our nutrients come out of your little garden that's like maybe 30 by 10 feet. <laughs> So you guys don't eat all the vegetables out of the garden I'm, at all I'm times? I'm sure she does. But, I mean, she acts like if we don't have that garden, we're going to die. Um, My wife wants to grow a garden so bad. She wants to have the the thriving garden where we get, like, Brussels sprouts and kale. This and- is a question for all women. Why can't y'all just enjoy, like, TV and shit? Why can't y'all just sit down and chill the fuck out? Why, why do women have to have, like, 18 fucking projects they're working on? I... I, I have Send no answer. answers on Twitter, please, ladies, because I really want to understand. I literally have no answer. Like y'all hate relaxing. My and my wife, she's one of those people. And Nikki, I know you're going to hear this, and I love you, but she's one of those people who's a great starter. Like we have <laughs> all these fucking uh, chairs in the basement that are all sanded, that need to be painted or stained or whatever, and the new cushions put on and stuff like that. And then there's a garden going on, and there's like a spice garden going on, and it's like, but Kroger is just right there. You know, we could just go there and you get the vegetables. You can go to Whole Foods and get like the super like ultimate organic ones. Uh, we do. I'm um, sure you guys <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, we, we definitely do. Um, and that's that's one of the other things that we uh, we have conversations about from time to time. I'm like, dude, how can we spend so much more on food when we're buying the same amount of shit? And she's like, well, you know, it's, we don't buy really like the processed stuff anymore. He's <laughs> beating the cat. With a paper towel. With a paper towel. He won't stop. He's licking me. So anyway, Brett, you guys had to put a fucking uh, electric fence up to keep Rowdy from jumping over. Yeah. What's the, what's the worst thing your dog ever did to you when you were tra- when you had to chase him, or did you chase him very much? Was it just your there dad was no cussing? Chase, there was no chasing them. They were fast. They were just they beeline right to the woods. They knew we were going in there. See, we always lived near a fucking main road. So as soon as Max got out, we were like, "Well, he's going to die." We lived near a main road too, but there was just no catching them. So nothing you could do. Let's be honest. I'm pretty sure Rowdy got hit. We found him one time out in the yard all fucked up and we were either, either he got beat up by something real bad or he got rolled like underneath the car, but not the tires. Damn. Um, or he got caught in a trap because they were laying traps for beavers. The county was over there off of uh, Hurt Road where they had that bridge because they, the bridge would flood all the time from beavers. <laughs> so sorry about that. We found him in the yard and we had to take him to the emergency vet and they gave him pain pills and everything. So nothing was broken. He's just fucked up. <laughs> he was all pathetic. A week later, he's jumping the fucking fence. So literally, probably what happened was like three pit bulls that were all wearing leather jackets he and smoking cigarettes. Up. It looked more like road rash. It really looked like he got rolled by a car. Maybe three pit. Maybe I know what it was. So pit bulls were dragging him down the street in their pickup truck. I was going to say maybe it was four baboons from France that got together. And fucking threw that motherfucker under a car. I'm like, listen, Rowdy. Could be. I mean, you know, at one point, me and my friends in that neighborhood were convinced we were going to go hunt a bobcat that was <laughs> in the woods. Bobcat would have fucked us up so bad if it was there. It wasn't. There was no bobcat, I'm sure. <laughs> but if there was, it would have fucked our stupid asses up. We were going to fight it with sticks. So <laughs> We had the, the thought process of if anything comes on our property, we'll handle it with my BB gun. That was our thought. Um, the, the, we will take on any sort of wildlife. And my dad eventually, you know, opted that BB gun so he could attack the nefarious cats yeah. that were on our fucking property. Well, it worked shit. on the kittens. No, it, I don't want to get into the kittens, dude. It's still a traumatic sort of thing <laughs> that just fucking lives in my head and shit. Tell Peter about your dad. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules you're going to try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> 
That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm just taking off my headphones off. off. I have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell? For us, it was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive.